Hi everyone and welcome to Val Talks Pets, the forum for pet parents and enthusiasts alike. Having been in the pet industry for over 10 years now, I'm going to share with you issues and questions that arise as I work with pet parents on a day-to-day basis. I am not a veterinarian, but I do have certifications in canine, feline, small animal, fish and herptile, and avian health and nutrition from the University of California, Davis Extension. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Val Talks Pets. Well, the puppy craze continues, and many, many people are getting a puppy for the first time or getting a puppy after many years without a dog, and some are adding to their canine family. With these new pups coming into the family, we are finding quite a few questions that are cropping up, and there are certain ones that are asked more than others. Now, not all new canine friends are pups. Some people have gone to great lengths to adopt a dog from a rescue or shelter, and that opens a whole new sort of questions for many pet parents. So, I thought I would go over the most popular questions we get on a regular basis, and perhaps some of these are just the same questions you may have. So I'm going to start with a new puppy. You can also access my episode called Getting a New Puppy to get more in-depth information, especially if you are in the thinking stage of getting a new dog. But if you already have your puppy, here are the most asked questions. This question, or statement actually, is I think the top one we hear regularly. In this case, a new puppy parent says they need something for their puppy because it is teething. The first question I ask is, how old is your puppy? The answer I get most often is, the pup is 8 weeks or 12 weeks. Guess what? The puppy is not teething. Here is your timeline from PetsBest.com. Around four to six months, puppies will lose their canine teeth, which are those sharp little fangs. Puppies lose their molars last, usually around five to seven months of age. The age at which your puppy will lose its baby teeth depends on the breed and size of the dog. Well, there you go. Generally, by six months of age, All the puppy teeth should have fallen out and the adult teeth should have grown in. I often say to pet parents that have a eight or nine week old puppy when they say it is teething that no it's not and wait for it. Young puppies do what is called mouthing and as PetFinder.com points out this is when the dog puts his teeth and mouth over a person's skin using little or no pressure from his jaw. Regardless the so-called pressure, there is no doubt that this hurts. Their little teeth are like razors, so employing some training techniques to let your puppy know he has hurt you is a good idea by giving a high-pitched yelp yourself, which will startle him to stop mouthing when he uses too much pressure. This also brings up the question about the type of chews a puppy with baby teeth can have. Well, The selection is not huge. Puppies with baby teeth 
have to be very careful not to break one of those little teeth. Yes, they are sharp, but they are not that strong. People will load up with a handful of pizzles and antlers, and unfortunately, none of these are appropriate for a puppy with baby teeth. There are some edibles from different body parts that are softer that can be given, but you will need to ask your pet specialty store to help you with these selections. There are also the specific puppy chews from Nylabone, but I know not all dogs go for these, so the hunt is on for something else. So the bottom line here is your pup is not teething until he or she is getting to about four or six months. During teething, your pup may experience sore gums and a bit of a fever. Puppy teething toys that can be frozen are a great option to soothe inflamed gums. Before teething and as teething begins, be cautious and make sure nothing is too hard. So the answer to what can I give my nine-week-old puppy for teething is nothing. He is not teething. So let's look at soft chews to distract him from mouthing. The next most popular question about new puppies is treats, or more specifically, training treats. Well, there are a lot of treats on the market, and you can access my episode called Treats, Treats, and More Treats to get some more in-depth information. This question is obviously a good one because not all treats are good for a young pup. There are specific puppy treats available, And if the puppy is still very young, I like the soft, chewy treats that have added DHA specifically for puppies. Biscuits and hard cookies, again, can compromise those baby teeth, so be cautious. And while we're on the topic of treats, some people ask about putting peanut butter inside a puppy Kong. You can do this but you have to be very careful as to the ingredients of the peanut butter. I suggest using only natural whole peanut butter. There should be no sugar added and definitely no artificial sweeteners. These can be very toxic to dogs. Kong does make an actual treat filler for puppies that you can squeeze into a Kong if that makes things simpler. An option that may work for you for a treat for your dog or puppy is blueberries. They are a great source of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. You can also see if your pup will like bananas. Bananas in moderation are a great low-calorie treat. They do have a high naturally occurring sugar level, so again, in moderation. So, The answer to what treats can I get for my puppy will depend on the age. If they are very young, I suggest sticking to a proclaimed puppy treat that is soft or chewy. Stay away from hard biscuits. If the pup has its adult teeth, you can venture into the world of biscuits, but I would still stay with something that is specific for puppies. Okay, the next question we seem to be getting more frequently is about food. The question we get is, what is the best food for my puppy? This is a loaded question, but to begin, the breed or breeds in your dog and size they will be as an adult will dictate whether you are looking for large breed food 
or small breed food, or the in-between. If your dog is going to be over 50 pounds as an adult, it is highly recommended to feed large breed puppy food. If your dog will not go over 20 pounds at its ideal adult weight, then this would be a small breed. There is metabolism differences between large and small dogs as well as the medium dogs, so matching the food to this is important. Plus, large breed dog food is formulated to make sure a large breed pup will not grow too fast, but at the same time, they're getting all the nutrients needed for a growing dog. The one thing that is really odd with puppy kibble is that it is mostly all chicken-based. Often, a customer will say, they tried chicken with their pup and it just didn't go well. At this point, they're looking for an alternative. But to be honest, sometimes that is a bit of a challenge. There are some very good formulas that use turkey and lamb, so you will again have to ask at your pet specialty to be shown these alternatives. Now, I know that people who purchase pups from a breeder will often be given some food to go home with. A lot can be learned about the breeder based on the food they have been feeding their puppies. But remember, these pups have pretty much just started eating solid food, so if you wish to change food, you can certainly do this. As always, do your research and ask questions. Keep in mind that certain brands do give breeders incentives, so if you are not keen on what the pups have been fed, you should feel free to do your own homework and feed your pup as you see fit. As for feeding puppies raw, you will need to do a fair bit of research on this and I would suggest having an open discussion with your vet. The one thing I do recommend and really, really feels important is to make sure if you are feeding raw to a puppy, you add a fish oil to their meals every day so they get the DHA they need for eye and brain development and perhaps adding one of the food fortifiers wouldn't go amiss to make sure your pup is getting all the vitamins and minerals needed for a growing dog. So the bottom line on the question, what is the best food to feed my pup? The answer is there isn't one, as no one food is the best and one size does not fit all. Every dog is different so you will need to have a period of trial and error to find the food that best resonates with your dog. The breeder police will not show up at your door because you changed your dog's food. Okay, the last big question we get is about spaying and neutering. I have to say that this still astounds me that there is that some owners of male dogs are against neutering for macho reasons. There is quite a bit more detail about spaying and neutering in my episode dedicated to this topic, but let me go over some of the questions or statements about this that we are hearing most often. New pup parents often ask when they should be getting their pup fixed. Traditionally, six months was usually the time. However, because a girl dog is capable of getting pregnant at five months, as well as a boy dog can get a girl dog pregnant at five months, some vets have recommended a month earlier for fixing. Now, 
there has been quite a bit of discussion lately about neutering male dogs from the large breed categories too soon. There has been studies showing that the hormones in large breed dogs are needed to prevent bone and joint issues or hip dysplasia. Some sources are saying to wait until one year before neutering a large male dog. If you think you have acquired a large breed dog, it is best that you have a very thorough discussion with your veterinarian about what age to neuter. Now, as for female dogs, more and more we are hearing that breeders are telling customers and even putting it in their purchase contracts that the dog has to have its first heat before spaying. According to PetsWebMD.com, medically, it's better to spay your dog before their first heat. It greatly reduces the risk of mammary tumors. People who wait to spay their dogs until after their second heat greatly increase the risk of mammary tumors in their pets. According to UrbanAVC.com, tumors in dogs are 50% malignant, so spaying a female before the first heat cycle also eliminates their lifelong risk of mammary tumors. Spaying dogs before the first heat drops the risk of to less than one-half of one-tenth of one percent, 0.05%. A dog that cycles into heat and is not bred will experience uterus changes, so this may be why many veterinarians charge more to spay a female that has had a heat. This is something to think about, seeing as spaying a female is not a cheap surgery to begin with. I'm not sure why this archaic thinking has risen again with regards to females and one heat. I see where the studies are showing merit for the delaying neutering in large breed males, but this is not the same hormones being dealt with here. And according to several veterinarian clinics, when asked this question, whether to wait to spay after heat, the answer is emphatically no. So again, a thorough discussion with the vet is needed here and do some serious research. Okay, well, if you've acquired a new canine friend who came from a rescue or shelter and has already passed the puppy stage, we find that many of these pet parents are pretty seasoned when it comes to owning a dog. Their questions seem to be more of a research nature, finding out about new products and thought processes for training, for introducing a new friend to the household. Sometimes these guys come with baggage and these parents are ready for the challenge. I think the most asked question is about calming products. This stands to reason in many cases and a calming product in the form of a calming treat or liquid or homeopathic certainly can be tried. There are quite a few options now for calming products, so doing some research and visiting your pet specialty should allow someone to find the right fit for your new family member. Sometimes rescues can also have some issues with food. Believe it or not, we often hear that the pet parent is having difficulty getting the dog to eat. 
Well, again, trial and error for this with regards to finding what the dog likes, but there are also many options on the market to add fla extra flavor to a pet's food. And again, my secret is goat's milk. But either way, a pet expert will be able to point out the options to try if a new dog is having difficulty letting you know what he or she likes. Well, I think that is the main questions we have been getting lately. So that leads me to my pet peeves section. I think my biggest pet peeve with all the puppy craze right now and questions is what the questions are revealing. Many of the questions we are getting are ones that I would think someone would have looked into or spoke to a vet about before acquiring the pup. So many people are saying, this is my first dog or cat for that matter. And if that is the case, I am surprised at how little some of these people know about caring for a puppy. Now, there are those who have done quite a bit of research, and I love these people, but they are fewer and farther between than you would think. I think the mere fact that the number one question we are getting from people thinking their pup is teething when it's only nine weeks of age speaks volumes about a lack of general knowledge with regards to puppies. So I'm glad new pet owners are asking questions. But it is surprising that puppies are being acquired without learning about their needs and traits before getting them home. I'm always concerned when I see a senior person with a new puppy all frazzled saying, this thing never stops. Well, that's what puppies do. Maybe you should have considered that before getting it. The upshot of this is that we are already starting to see dogs showing up in shelters that were acquired without the knowledge of what a puppy requires or the traits that certain breeds exhibit. This is really shameful. And there are some rather odd things coming from breeders about food and this rise of not spaying before a heat. Remember, you paid the money. The dog is yours. But for others, the journey is not over. It's a learning curve and one that needs to be dealt with daily if this is a first-time dog. So as always, call your vet. Go see your vet. Research. Talk to an experienced dog owner. Ask your pet specialty experts. The biggest mistake will be not asking because as I say, knowing is caring. Thank you for listening to Val Talks Pets. Please remember to follow or subscribe to ensure that you never miss an episode. To really help the show and to make it easier for others to find, please rate and review each episode that you find interesting and helpful. And don't forget that you can also email me at val at valtalkspets.com with topics you would like me to address or with any questions you may have. Also, check out my website at valtalkspets.com and let me know what you think and how we can improve upon it. Thanks for caring.